I remember spending days looking at web pages and templates and tons of options when I first set up my blog. I even remember spending hours setting up a website trying to get it to look just right, just for it to look nothing like the demo that I was promised when I installed it. Plus, I could never fully customize things like the headers and the footers and even the sidebars without having to go out and hire a developer, which can get very expensive. I needed something that was a better option. I needed a go-between. And after struggling, I did stumble across that go-between, Thrive Themes. Thrive Themes is the number one website builder that I recommend and use every single day. It doesn't require special coding or any type of web design skills to use yet it is still fully customizable. So if you are running a blog, an e-commerce store, affiliate marketing niche site, or whatever, Thrive Themes is an amazing suite of WordPress plugins that can take your site and turn it into something you'd be proud to share with your friends, and most importantly, your readers and future customers. The Blogger Evolution Podcast has partnered with Thrive Themes, and now you can take advantage of a 24% off coupon when you pay annually for Thrive Membership. Check it out over at Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes. That's Benji'sDad.com slash Thrive Themes for the hyper user-friendly page builder, which includes everything that you need to build a conversion-focused website in minutes rather than days. Now, we're not necessarily uh, uh, knocking, you know, getting a Wix site. But there's a big difference there because if you have a business, if you have a business and you need a website, a place like Wix, a place like WordPress.com or Blogger.com, these places can work. But if your website is your business, then you need to have your own self-hosting. Regular people are taking their passions and interests writing about it in a blog and making a living from it. But not everyone is successful. There is a right way to build a blog and a wrong way. And I am here to help you succeed with your online business. My name is Chris Miles, and this is the Blogger Evolution Podcast. Oh, and welcome to the Blogger Evolution Podcast. My name is Chris Miles, wherever you are, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your day. I have a question for you. Have you ever made a mistake? If you haven't made a mistake, raise your hand. Well, hopefully you're not driving. But yeah, if you haven't made a mistake, raise your hand. But chances are you're keeping your hand down. You know why? Because we're imperfect people. Nobody on this pl- No one on this planet is perfect. And as a result, we make bad decisions sometimes. And sometimes we do it without even intentionally knowing that it's going on. Let me give you a quick story. One time when I was still working my corporate nine to five, you know, I was just a little, I was a little absent-minded. I I think I still am a little absent-minded. Just don't tell my wife. (laughs) But yeah, I'm a little absent-minded. And one time um, I had a polo shirt on and it was inside out, but it looked, I mean, you could, you could definitely tell if you looked at it, but I was in a hurry. I probably woke up later or whatever and was trying to hurry up and get into the office. So I had the shirt on inside out. Now I got into the car, drove to work, got out of the car, walked by tons of people. Nobody said a word. I walk, I get into the elevator, walk by more people. I get to my office. 
I walked by some more people saying, good morning, how are you? Good morning, how are you? And not a single person said anything. And then a close acquaintance that I had in the office came up to my office, asked me a couple of questions and said, hey, by the way, did you know that your shirt is inside out? And I looked, I looked and I was like, you're kidding me. And I looked down and I realized that, yeah, my shirt was inside out. But at that point, I had come in contact with at least 20 or 30 people. And not one of them happened to mention that I had my shirt inside out. I like to think maybe they didn't notice. But in most instances, people just didn't want to bring it up. Maybe they didn't want to talk to you or whatever. I had made a mistake and nobody told me how to fix it. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to give you the four mistakes or the four reasons why your blog or your affiliate marketing business with your blog is not making money. And I'm going to tell you a few things that some people are probably not going to tell you. You see, the issue with building your own website is that you don't really know, especially when you're new, you don't really know what to do and if what you're doing is correct. And you can go out there, you can go into Facebook groups and you can go into YouTube channels and you can kind of ask, hey, check out my site and let me know what you think. You know, if they don't know what they're looking for, then how are they going to help you? Or are they going to really take the time to comb through the website and see if what you're doing is right? And if what you're doing is going to eventually lead to a passive income. You need to ask the right questions to the right people. And if someone does come along and tell you that you might need to work on something, you can't be arrogant and think, oh, you know what? Well, I got this. Always remember this quote, be the dumbest person in the room. Because you can always be in a position to learn something new. So in today's episode, we're going to go through the four reasons why your blog is not making any money and things that are keeping you from getting that passive income. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Number one, the number one mistake, especially that new bloggers make, is not having their websites self-hosted and on a customized domain. Let me break down what I mean. So hosting for your website, when you first have a blog, when you first have a website, you need to pay a company to put it out there on the internet so that it can be available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can try hosting it on your own little server at home, but that's a little bit advanced. And to be honest, it's a lot easier to just pay someone else to do it. But there are a lot of options out there that are free. And there are a lot of options out there that are one penny to get started. These services are things like uh, blogger.com or wordpress.com or uh, HostGator. Uh, Not just to be picking on any one of these sites in particular, they're just examples of extremely cheap hosting that you can get. Always remember, you get what you pay for. If it's free, you're probably getting it for free because it's not giving you everything that you need to have a successful blog. When I am doing keyword research and I see some websites pop up in the search engine that are on blogger.com 
or on another one of these uh, free services for hosting and they don't have a customized domain, that's immediate response for me is that, yeah, I can outrank this site pretty easily. Just by basically having a customized domain and better hosting. So I tell you this because I see so many new bloggers say, oh, yeah, I'm a blogger and I do this and I'm trying to write, but I've been writing on my site for a year and I haven't made any money from it. What's wrong? And then I immediately look at their site. I tell them to give me your website and they say it's mywebsite.blogger.com. And that's right there is your number one mistake. That's not going to get you any money anytime soon. So please, I beg you, spend a little money to get good hosting and a personal domain name. The thing here is that it's not that expensive to do. I could understand if this was something that would require you to go to a bank and take out a business loan. Or if you wanted to, did you know that to start a McDonald's franchise cost around $750 million? Yeah, how many people have that just kind of lying around? But to start a blog, to start a website, to start your own affiliate marketing business, you only need about 30 bucks to get the business up and off the ground. So please, don't look at it as a cost. This is an investment into building your business. So don't go with cheap hosting. Now, earlier we did mention WordPress.com, and some people are like, well, I'm using WordPress. Well, you have to remember, there's two types. There's WordPress.com, and then there's WordPress.org. WordPress.com is usually the free version of the website. This is where you can have, you know, bloggerevolutionpodcast.wordpress.com. And if you wanted to get your personalized domain or have hosting over there at WordPress, then you're going to have to pay a, a specific fee. But that fee is expensive. So in my opinion, please avoid the .com. Avoid, excuse me, avoid the WordPress.com way of building a website. Focus on WordPress.org. And the big reason for this is because WordPress.com, it's just expensive in the long run. And in my opinion, you know what? They seem to take advantage of people who are not informed. So a little ninja tip here. So if you're multitasking right now, I need you to pay attention. If you were to go to, for example, WordPress.com to start your blog, you're probably going to need to pay upwards of $540 in a year's time just to have that blog up and running. The same thing can be said if you have a Wix site. You need to be careful with this because they're very expensive for no real reason. Now, we're not necessarily uh, uh, knocking, you know, getting a Wix site. But there's a big difference there. Because if you have a business, if you have a business and you need a website, a place like Wix, a place like WordPress.com or Blogger.com, these places can work. But if your website is your business, 
then you need to have your own self-hosting. If you were to set up a WordPress.org type website, you can get the exact same thing plus a ton more for about 20 bucks a month on average, depending on what you choose for uh, a domain, what you choose for a theme and all of that fun stuff. But on average, about 20 bucks a month. That is pretty much half of what you would pay if you went to a place like WordPress.com and paid to get the same level of service that still is inferior to what you could get by going with WordPress.org and setting up your own WordPress install on your own self-hosted site. So that's the number one thing that I see. And immediately I tell people, you need to go buy a domain. You need to go buy hosting. If you have a blog and you think you're doing something because you have a blogger.com blog, then you're not doing anything. I'm the friend that walked into your office and told you, you need to turn your shirt inside out because some people are not going to tell you these things. So what's the number two mistake? The number two reason that I see a lot of blogs not making any money? Well, I've seen a lot of blogs do a lot of things right. They'll have the self-hosting. They'll have the domain. They'll have good articles. But you know what? They, You know where they fall short? Article titles and subheadings. Terrible article titles and terrible subheadings. So remember what the goal is for your site. If you are building a site with the main goal of getting search engine traffic, specifically from Google, but you can also include Yahoo and Bing into this as well. But if your main goal is to get traffic from Google, you absolutely positively have to have good article titles that get clicks from people who are looking for whatever it is you happen to be writing about. I can't tell you how many times I've reviewed a student's website and the article title is best mechanical keyboards. Yeah, that's a good keyword to go after, especially if you're in that niche. But no one's going to click that. You need to make sure that you have some type of what I like to call an intriguing element in the article title that's going to get people to click. So instead of going with the best keyboard, the best mechanical keyboard and just having that as your article title. You need to have something like the 10 best mechanical keyboards that I found after testing 10 of them or something like that and then put in parentheses pictures included or something like that. Notice how that's an intriguing element and it gives the the reader, the potential reader, a view into what the article is actually about, but most importantly, what they're going to get out of that article from somebody who actually used the product that I'm hopefully about to buy. That makes a huge difference when you're creating your articles. It needs to have some type of intriguing element that gets people to click. Now, I've seen other websites before, and they got the article titles pretty good. However, however, I've noticed that sometimes people are going too much for the quote-unquote clickbaity type article titles, the kind of article titles you'll see on like a BuzzFeed type website. 
or on uh, a news website where it's just embellished just to try to get you to click in the first place. So like, for example, 15 things that might actually help you understand the stock market. I saw that one earlier today. Another one I saw was 22 tweets about men that I just can't stop thinking about. Going to be honest, these are pretty good titles for articles. But again, remember our goal. If you're trying to rank in Google, you're trying to get Google to show your uh, your blogs, your website to people who are interested in what it is you're trying to solve. Those types of article titles are not going to rank. And then they're not going after keywords that you're going to want to go after anyway. Remember the one I said, 22 tweets about men that I just can't stop thinking about? What keyword are you targeting in that? You're not. And that's the problem. It's okay to use some of these BuzzFeed-esque, news-esque, um, clickbaity type uh, uh, article titles, but you still have to maintain the rules of search engine optimization. It has to be something that includes your keyword and also has an intriguing element that causes people to want to click. Now that's for the titles. It's not just the titles though, it's also the subheadings within your article. Now, these subheadings within your article, they can't just be short, broad phrases that mean absolutely nothing. They need to have a purpose as well. And in the way that we are trying to rank our articles in Google and the way that Google is really performing even today, if you search for a phrase and maybe not the very first part of your article answers the question, but maybe you have a subheading later, Google's going to find it and create that as the snippet. And I'm sure you've noticed that if you click on an article nowadays, sometimes it'll bring you to the middle of the article and highlight in yellow exactly what it is you're looking for. I'm going to be honest, I haven't found that quite helpful, but it is something that I've definitely seen while Googling uh, in the past few months. So what this tells you is that Google is doing their best job at indexing the entire article, and they're going to use any part of that article to get you uh, to get the you the answer that you're looking for. So we as bloggers need to work with that. We need to come up with subheadings that almost stand on their own as a blog title. Something that's going to help the reader. So like, for example, let me give you a, a bad example, I should say, of a subheading. I'm reading an article about how to make a cup of coffee. And maybe this one of the subheadings within the article is, this is what you do next. That's not helpful. I'm not Googling, what do I do next? I'm Googling how to make a cup of coffee. Now, what kind of subheadings do I want to include in an article like that? Well, in my opinion, you should try to use article titles or, excuse me, subheading titles that can also stand on their own. That way, while you're creating the content, there's another question that is relevant to the main point. That's a very important part as well. It has to be under the same umbrella. So if I am, again, creating an article on how to make a cup of coffee, and one of the subheadings that I'm including in that article is like the type of water you should use for your coffee. You can include that, but you got to be careful that you don't kind of 
go off on a tangent, and now you're not even talking about coffee anymore. It needs to be relevant. It needs to be helpful. It needs to help the reader go from point A to point B. Deliver on the promise of what your article title is giving. Why people clicked in the first place. This is how you get satisfied readers. Is by remaining relevant throughout the article. So make sure that your subheadings are very similar, question-like, something that is going to naturally be the next question that I'm going to ask while reading this article. And, and it needs to be relevant. It needs to be under the same uh, under the same umbrella. A good way to do this is by being sure that you niche down in what it is that you're talking about. Stay focused. Don't venture off too far. Just stay relevant to what it is you're talking about. Now, when it comes to some tips on how to create good article titles and how to create good article subheadings, here's here's a few. So if you got a pen and paper, you may want to write this these down. When you're Googling your phrase, when you're Googling uh, uh, what it is that you're trying to rank for immediately, you know, go to Google, Google it, see what pops up in the search engine. There's a section that's called People Also Ask. That's the information right there. This is most likely other information that you're probably going to want to include in your article that are also going to become your subheadings. And then you can scroll all the way down to the bottom and you're going to have some searches related to. And these are usually in blue and there are other searches that people have made after they searched the original term that we searched for in the very beginning, the original keyword. This is going to help you figure out the direction that you need to go in while creating your articles. Another thing that you can do is include numbers in your article titles. Notice that the BuzzFeed examples that I was using earlier both started with the number. So use numbers in your articles as well. In fact, use odd numbered articles. 15, 3, 7, 5. Use article, sorry, use uh, odd numbers in your article titles. For whatever reason, people just tend to click on it. Now, we're not saying that you can never have an odd, uh, an even number in your title, but for whatever reason, odd numbers seem to get higher click-through rates than even numbers. So click on the odd, so include the odd numbers in your titles. Then look at the articles that are currently ranking and find some inspiration from it. Now, this one is pretty big because when you are Googling your phrase and you look to see what's out there on the search engine, if you see a whole bunch of articles that says the 10 best ways to do this, the 17 you know, ninja tricks to do that, and then you try to write an article that says how to do this in seven days or something, Google is telling you right there that people who are searching are looking for a quick list to look at. So you need to work with the search intent and create an article that's similar to that as well. It's a fine line because you don't want to copy. And if you're going to end up becoming just like the rest of them, how are you ever going to rank? So make sure that you include something that's intriguing in the article title as well. That's more intriguing than what's already out there. That's a better article than what's already out there. You're going to be providing something that's not there so that you can find a way and move up to the top. But use what Google gives you 
to know at least a direction you need to be sailing in. All right. So those were our first two points talking about terrible article titles, terrible subheadings and not self-hosting your website or having a customized domain. So we're going to jump into the two other main reasons and mistakes that new bloggers make after the break. If you are trying to build a blogging affiliate site, I can almost guarantee that you are overwhelmed with stuff to do. And I mean guarantee because daily I work with new bloggers and every time by default, they are feeling overloaded with the long list of stuff that needs to be done to build a blog that allows them to work less and earn more. And this isn't rocket science because when this happens, new bloggers are going to one, waste massive amounts of time working on a website and have absolutely nothing to show for it, and two, sometimes feel like a failure because doubt starts to creep in, which causes a lack of motivation and is an open door to getting easily distracted with life. Sound familiar? Well, you don't have to feel this way because you can visit blogbuilderpro.net, that's blogbuilderpro.net, and you'll watch a hyper-quick training that will show you step-by-step -step how to fix this problem in literal minutes. And I am not exaggerating when I say just taking a few minutes to watch this hyper-quick training that I'm trying to get you to watch here can save you months or even years worth of time. Because think about it. Think about all of the time that you have spent writing articles or finding ideas of what to write about. Think about the time spent putting articles on social media and just hoping that they go viral. Or the time spent designing and building a website, choosing colors, deciding on logos. Look, it is disturbing how much time I see new bloggers wasting and I don't like it. So again, go check out blogbuilderpro.net for a free hyper quick training and we will fix your overwhelm just like all of the bloggers and side hustlers that I have personally helped in the past. That's blogbuilderpro.net. Watch the free training and I'll see you there. Did you know that if your website is running too slowly, it can cause higher bounce rates, lower search engine rankings, lower page view numbers, and even lower conversion rates. To put it simply, a slow website means lower profits. In fact, if your website is delayed by more than one second, it can literally be costing you thousands of dollars a year. But don't worry, I have an answer for you. WPX Hosting. WPX Hosting has some of the fastest website hosting on the planet with lightning quick servers, 24-7 support that is available in less than 30 37 seconds when you need them, blazing fast load times, and even a free high-speed content delivery network. But that is not the best part. Even if you are with another host, WPX Hosting will work with you for free to migrate your site over in less than one day. Along with automatic backups, malware scanning and removal, email, staging area, and 99.95% .95 uptime guarantees, WPX Hosting is the exclusive web host for the Blogger Evolution podcast. Our friends over at WPX Hosting want you to join the family as well. For a limited time, you can enjoy a 50% discount on the first month of hosting, meaning that you can make your website faster for less than $13. Visit Benji'sDad.com slash hosting for your 50% off coupon. That's Benji'sDad.com slash hosting. Remember, a a faster website means higher profits. And we are back from break. And our question of the day is presented by Blog Builder Pro. Now, Blog Builder Pro is my personal 
mentorship, my personal program that I work directly with new bloggers or struggling bloggers who are trying to uh, monetize their websites or whatever struggle you happen to be having. It's not a course. I actually hate the word course. Okay. It's not a course. It's a program. It's a mentorship. It's where you can work with me directly. If you want an opportunity to do that, then hey, please reach out to me over at Benji'sDad.com slash passive. That's Benji'sDad.com slash passive. There, you're going to, uh, once you get in, you're going to see a link to join my absolutely free and awesome and amazing Superhero Bloggers Facebook group, as well as an opportunity for you to talk directly with me to see if you would be a good fit for the program. So please go check it out over at Benji'sDad.com slash passive for more information on that one. So our question of the day is, what mistakes do I see newer bloggers making early on that sometimes other people don't even want to tell them they're not doing a good job on? We've already talked about a couple, but let's go ahead and move on to number three. Bad or non-existent monetization strategies. Now, this one is a huge problem because a lot of times bloggers are still under the impression that you're writing about your life. I'm going to write about what I did today. The problem there is that nobody really cares. And I hate to sound harsh with that, but it's kind of the truth because when people are looking for something, they're looking to solve their problems. They're not looking to read about what your problems are. You need to be able to give some value and then people are going to care. And the thing is, it has to be in that order. People usually don't care about what's going on in a person's life unless they have a reason to. So when you're creating your content, you need to create helpful content that puts the reader first. What can I do to give them what it is that they're looking for? Once you get to the point to where you have an audience, when you can speak to people within your audience and you know who you are, then you can start talking about maybe more personal things within your life as long as you're keeping it on par and in line to what your core values and what your niche happens to be. And this is a problem with a lot of new bloggers because they are still thinking that they just need to create content and talk about what's going on in their lives, whatever they feel like we're talking about. I was just reviewing a website actually last week. And when I looked at the homepage, it was a beautiful homepage. They had a lot of interesting information there, but they were talking about everything under the sun. Nothing was specific. That's not going to get you traffic from Google. And when I was talking to the blogger, I I asked, you know, well, how is your website going? And they said that they have been working on their website for five years and hasn't made a single dime. Now, that's scary. That is really, really scary that that's the kind of thing that a lot of people are out there doing. They're creating content. They think it's great content and no one ever tells them that they're doing it wrong. You need to have some type of monetization strategy before you even create your first article, before you even write down the first word, before you even think of the domain name. You need to have a monetization strategy. You need to have a way that you're going to make money from the site so that from the get go, you can build your site around earning that income. 
One thing that I definitely recommend is centralizing your blog around a handful of key offers or signature offers, as I like to call them. So before you even start writing your articles on your blog, you need to go out there and find a program that's whether it's affiliate marketing, which is definitely one that I recommend. Or if you already have your own product, maybe you have a book you like to promote and you want people to buy, or you have a service and you just like to have people drawn to that service, you can use blogging as an outstanding traffic source to get targeted traffic from Google. Whatever it is, you just need to make sure you have something. Because if you don't, you're going to be spinning your wheels, especially early on. And I'm also not of the uh, the camp where you should create your blog and worry about monetization later. You should monetize as soon as you get started. Like I mentioned, start looking for monetization strategies before you even write down your first article. And when you can centralize, you know, most of your blog posts around an offer here and an offer there, you're creating these many funnels as people pile into your website and then they funnel away until in, into a way that's going to earn you money. Now, as a tip that you can use for this, one thing I totally recommend is finding some type of digital products that are going to pay you more than what a typical physical product is going to pay you. Remember, we talked about this more in detail in episode nine called Make Passive Income with Digital Products. So if you want to get more in depth on this, be sure to go check that out. Episode nine, one of our more popular episodes, by the way. But look for digital offers. These are offers that people have created and they only had to create it once. And now they just store it up on some server somewhere and now they can sell it over and over and over again. Because of that, they can usually offer higher commissions when you promote their product. Sometimes you can get anywhere from 50 or 60% in a sale, which is a lot better than maybe the 3% you're getting on Amazon or worse, or the 10% or the 20% you're getting from somewhere off a of share sale or maybe something off of ClickBank. You know, it, it's, you need to find something that is a good digital product in your niche that you can kind of, rally everyone behind as they land on your website. This is going to help you make more money faster than anything else. Then you can start earning an income faster with your website while things such as ads happens later once you finally start getting the traffic. There's an order, there's a method to the madness. You just need to do it so that you can start earning an income first and faster and now rather than later much later, or possibly never at all. So for more information, again, on that, please be sure to go check out episode nine, uh, Make Passive Income with Digital Products. So now let's move on to point number four of the biggest reason why your blog is not making any money, and that's lack of consistency. Now, I know every time I say one of these reasons why blogs aren't making money and I immediately say, oh, this is a big one. And that's because they're all big and you want to make sure you get these right from the get go. But another issue that I have when someone comes up to me and tells me that they've been working on their blogs for so long and they haven't made any money 
And then they tell me, oh, I've been working on it for the past year. Blogging doesn't work. Affiliate marketing is trash. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why I started an online business. And then I go look at their websites and see that after a year, they have four articles posted. That right there deserves a moment of silence, okay? Because that's ridiculous. It really is. If your goal is to create a website that earns an income, you need to put more than just four articles out there. Four articles is not going to get you anywhere. Now, granted, I know life happens, priorities change, things happen. But just barring that, barring those excuses being the reason why you only had a few articles up on your site, if it's just because you just got lazy and didn't feel like doing it, or you just let nominal things get in the way, or you wanted to binge watch that TV show so you kind of got out of the habit of blogging, yeah, that's not going to get you anywhere with your online business. You're going to get out of your online business what you put into it. When I have a new student, and a lot of times they'll ask me, well, how quickly can I be successful with this? And, you know, the answer is it depends on the student. It depends on you. Are you going to be willing to do the extra work? For example, when I first got started with this business, I was working a full-time job. I had a newborn in the house. And I was still a married man, you know, had many, many responsibilities inside and outside of the home. And I found a way to try to, you know, build up an online business to where it is today. But you know how I did that? It's from making a couple of sacrifices. And one of the biggest ones that I like to always talk about is I used to binge watch shows all the time. But you look at the amount of time it takes to binge watch a show. If you have a season of a show that's 13 episodes and each episode is an hour long, that's 13 hours. And let's just say that there's three or three or five uh, uh, seasons that you haven't watched. So now you need to watch all of those seasons. We're talking about 50, 60 hours that you're, that you're putting into watching a show. Is it enjoyable? Of course it is. It's very enjoyable. And I still do it every now and then one, every now and then now. But I have the ability and I have afforded myself the ability to do that now because of the work that I've put together in the past. So you need to have some type of uh, a full head of steam when you start writing and you're enjoying it. Don't stop, because if you stop, it might get hard to continue doing it ever again. And this is something that I struggle with as well. This isn't necessarily, you know, I'm not saying that I'm immune from this. There's been times where if I just didn't feel like making a YouTube video, I just didn't do it. I probably should have made one, but I'm trying to also avoid burnout. One thing that you can do to avoid burnout is just to outsource stuff. And I outsource a few things, but there's a lot of things that I'm still keeping close to the vest. And that's something that I'm going to be working on, especially in 2021. So, Lack of consistency is another reason why a lot of people are not earning an income with their blogs because they're just not putting in the time or the effort. Another reason why you want to be consistent is because of what I like to call the Oprah effect. So the Oprah effect is basically back in the day, back in the 90s, before DVR, before a VCR was on everyone's TV and all of this fun stuff, before you were able to do that kind of thing. And just set it automatically to record and all of that. You usually had to be at home 
at the time that your favorite TV show was coming on in order to watch it. And if you weren't, you just missed it for that week. So Oprah Winfrey had a TV show called The Oprah Winfrey Show, and it came on on the East Coast at 4 p.m. every day without fail. She made sure that she had a new episode no matter what. And the reason that she did this, and it, it was genius, by the way, is she wanted people in the habit of watching her. And that's what she created. People would rush home to be home by four o'clock so that they could watch Oprah, so that they could see Tom Cruise jumping on a couch or whatever, or whatever it happens to be. You know, she got people in that habit. And that's just because people are usually creatures of habit. So you can use that, use that effect that just is human nature and create content content consistently so that when people are looking for you, they know when they can find you and most importantly, where they can find you. I can't tell you how many times I get a, a video or not a video, but I get a comment or something from an old YouTube video or something like this. And they're saying, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. I've been waiting for you. How come you haven't created any new videos? You see, people, all you really need to do is just show up. That's probably half the battle is just showing up longer than the next person. When you can do that and you can do that consistently, people can start to count on you. Creating content consistently as well definitely helps with something called the uh, compounding effect. When you start to create content, it snowballs. And it just can, can, it continues going over and over again. Now, some people may say, well, does this affect blogging as well? Well, earlier in a blog, I definitely recommend that you just post as many articles as you possibly can, at least till you get to about 30 or so. Then at that point, you can kind of scale it back and maybe post a new article once or twice a week. But you want to create that foundation. You want to get that snowball moving. It's probably going to be a little individual flake at the very beginning, right? But then you're going to get a few flakes and then it becomes a snowball, a smaller snowball. And then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And once the momentum goes, it's kind of hard to stop it. That snowball is just going to go right down the hill. So you want to do the same thing when it comes to creating content for your blog, for your YouTube channel, for your podcast, whatever it is you happen to be doing. Create the compounding effect by constantly and consistently creating content. So just so I can leave you with something a little practical on how to create consistency. And if you're again, if you're multitasking, be sure to take notes here because this is some good stuff. Plan to make your content first. Create some type of content calendar. This is hugely helpful in making sure that you stay on task. When you're creating new articles, one thing that a lot of newer bloggers fall into the trap of is not knowing what to write about. So then when they finally have, they finally were able to buy out an hour in their day to actually try to work on their business. What ends up happening? Well, I don't know what to write about. So let me just Google a few things and see if I can find something. Oh, that looks good. Let me get started. You get one paragraph in. Uh, I don't know if I really want to write about this. Let me go look for something else. And that just happens over and over and over again. And then what happens? You end up spending about an hour looking for something to write and you didn't write anything. That's a problem. 
And that's going to mess with your consistency. So avoid that by creating a content calendar. Literally sit down and find a whole bunch of article ideas first. Write them down. Get out a Google spreadsheet. Do whatever you have to do and just come up with a good 20, 30, 40, 50 or so article ideas. Do that in one setting. You're not going to write any articles. You're just looking for topics. Then the next time you get a chance to sit down and actually figure out what it is you want to blog about. Now you go through and you find one that interests you the most. Once you get it, stick with it. Write the article. Even if halfway through you realize that maybe this wasn't the greatest idea, still finish it. Because some content that's out there and posted is better than no content at all. So create a content calendar and plan your content topics first. This saves so much time. And it allows you to be very intentional with what it is that you're trying to do with your business. That way, you're not wasting time on minor things. Get ahead. Develop a habit of creating the content. And once you start to get that momentum built, just keep going with that full head of steam. The most important thing that you can do every day is to create something. That's one thing that I make sure I do every single day, if at all possible. If I didn't create something that day, then that day was probably a loss in terms of my business or unless I'm on vacation. But you see what I'm saying here. You want to make sure that you create something every single day. Even if you're working on a very large, you know, a blog article or something like that, as long as you're creating, you're pushing the snowball down the hill. If not, you know, there's so many things that you can do in blogging that's not going to move the needle. But creating content always moves the needle. Always. So those are the four big reasons that I see why your blog is not making any money. The reason why you're kind of in your own way when it comes to trying to get that passive income. So just as a quick review, number one, the number one reason why you're not why you're not making any money with your blog is that you're going with cheap or non-existent, you know, hosting and you don't have a personalized or customized domain name. Get one. It's cheap. You know, if you can't save up about 20 or 30 bucks to get good hosting and get a good domain name, then you shouldn't be starting a business. Then you shouldn't be starting a business. Number two is terrible article titles and terrible subheading domain and terrible subheadings. Remember to go to Google and see what's out there. See what's already ranking. Use it as inspiration, but then add some type of intriguing element that gets people to want to click. Also, write for Google in a certain way because you know Google is going to be looking at your entire site. So don't be look, don't be creating subheadings that are just like, this happened next, or look here. Oh, I can't believe this happened. No, make sure that your subheadings are very similar to your article title. Very specific questions that's helping people that is relevant to the overall article. Number three, bad or non-existent monetization strategies. Before you even write the first word on your article, you need to make sure that you have some type of monetization strategy, that you have a way that you're going to be making money with this. 
I argue you should do this before you even come up with the domain name. Find something that you are going to want to promote. And then if at all possible, get it and use it. That way you can write an article with full force and integrity, knowing that, hey, I use this product. It helped me. I think it can help you too. Now you can start making money faster with your blog rather than getting 20 or 30 articles out there and maybe even going years without making a single cent. Which again, it's crazy scary to me when that's the case. And then number four, a lack of consistency. Get in the habit of creating content no matter what. That's what your goal is. That's what your job is, to create content. If you have the income to do it, then hire a writer. Hire a writer to help you constantly create content and get it out there onto your website. But if you're bootstrapping this early on, create the content yourself. Very early on, create 30, 40 articles and put them out there as fast as you possibly can. And then after that, scale back, post a new article once every couple of, once every few days. Maybe once or twice a week would probably be best. So if you're doing those things, I just told you what you're doing wrong. So don't be like me. Turn your shirt inside out. Okay. Uh, make sure that, I'm oh, sorry, turn your shirt outside in. Make sure you wear it the right way. Okay. I'm, I try to have a nice little narrative going throughout this entire podcast and I totally messed it up at the beginning, but hopefully you see the point in what it is I'm trying to tell you to do here. These are the things that are going to stop you from making money, from making a passive income with your blog early on. And if you're not doing any, if you're not doing, you know, one of these things, or if you're not doing all four, start doing them now. Make the change now. That way you can be on track, that you can have a full head of steam. I think I've said that five times in this podcast so far. You need to have some type of consistency moving forward and have your blog monetize, earning you an income as fast as possible. All right. I am fired up and it's like super early in the morning, but this is the only time I had available to record the podcast, but I'm glad I did it because we talked about some really, really interesting stuff today. Make sure that you put it to mind. Make sure you put a nice little bookmark on this on this podcast if you haven't already. Share it with somebody. I've been becoming a lot more um, active over on Instagram. So, you know, take a screenshot and put it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Benji's Dad Official. That's at Benji's Dad Official official and i'll be sure to retweet or not retweet but re-instagram yours out there as well um trying to get it popping trying to get a lot of people out there who are enjoying the content to really kind of come together and if you haven't already go to facebook look up superhero bloggers join the facebook group ask any questions that you have about affiliate marketing about blogging about online business whatever it happens to be get at me bro you know get at me let me know what's let me know what's going on with you and your business and allow me to help you so enjoy your week again do something now that your future self will thank you for keep building keep growing and i'll see you later peace peace